Welcome to the Koji Podcast. This is uh, Self-Defense Masculinity Part 2, um, Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, I'm, today, me, Saul Espinoza, I'm joined by David Espinoza. Yes, in my full weeb costume right here. <laughs> well, you know, actually, since we're talking about self-defense, there's something interesting about Dragon Ball Z that we could talk about, but mm. let's get into it. So yeah, I guess from a very early age, we were into like really epic Pretty much from the womb. Yeah. (laughs) We were hitting the inside of our mother's womb. Just sparring, sparring. Well, maybe not sparring, but shadow boxing, you know. And then when there was less space, just, you know, working that that serratus muscle for punching power. And we came out of the womb like animals, basically. I, I almost killed my father. I came out this way. (laughs) (laughs) my father had to restrain me i almost killed the man (laughs) no but seriously uh you know when we were really young really young we were really into like action movies and we were into you know dragon ball z we were into um you know all those really cool shows right avatar whatever and obviously we're not the only ones pretty much every boy had likes those things you know every boy every boy and so, and I think, you know, like we were saying in the last, like we were saying in the last podcast, it's Part something one. that's inside the the boy, a boy's mind, a man's mind, is he's just uh, inclined. He's inclined towards, you know, fighting, violence, all those good things. <laughs> <laughs> aggression, you know. Yeah, aggression, aggression isn't necessarily bad unless it's and toughness, unmoderating. Yeah, and here, but here's the thing: is that. Um, that's why they have to have good models of masculinity, good models of restraint, and good models of strength. Of strength. Um, and that, but that's why we go towards like something like Dragon Ball Z, which I mean, yeah. Me, tell, huh? tell me about that a little bit. What was your first thought? You know, first thoughts you can remember as a child. Dragon Ball Z. Watching Dragon Ball Z. All I remember is watching Raditz get killed by Piccolo <laughs> with the oh. what was it called the special beam cannon. Mm-hmm. But then I also remember playing a lot of the video games. But, I mean, come on, we were like, that's the only thing we would play sometimes for, like, months. Yeah, I mean, all, I mean for, for a good while, it was just all Dragon Ball Z, all we Dragon Ball Z. Ball, draw Dragon Ball Z, all that. We wanted to play Dragon Ball Z in real life, you know, like, ah, <laughs> ah, and we would, like, fight each other or whatever, so. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, it's, like, even when you see, like, little dogs or whatever, you know, they always want to fight all the pups. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go with that inner dog out. No, yeah, but, I mean, as pups, you know, they're they're wrestling, they're they're uh, learning how to fight. Because you know, when when they, when dogs get older, you know, it's more apparent in a dog that he has to fight. You know what I mean? Because it's not like like dogs have rational minds. They're like, oh, you know, we have to be calm. You know, we have to. We should not partake in such duels. <laughs> <laughs> we are much civilized. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, but the the life of man is. It's similar because we're not we're not just spiritual beings, you know. We're body and soul. We have an intellect and will. Exactly. And uh, and here's the thing: is that over time, you know, our dad he would tell stories about you know how 
he would go into fights when he was a lot younger. For and, good for good reasons, for bad reasons, you know, all the whole bunch, especially, you know, I, I know that a lot of kids back then would get into a lot more fights. I don't think, oh, I guess it is prevalent now too, but, but you know, for sure, uh, like a lot of our dads, you know, were, went they through. Have stories they, have, they have fighting stories yeah. like that, you know. I don't really have, but, I've never, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, I was just going to say that personally in school, I never got into a fight with anyone. I don't know. It's because of my personality, you know. I was I was athletic and all that, but I, I wasn't. No, maybe it's because you know our dad. He sort of like taught us, you know, when it's good to fight or, or not to fight. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, he discouraged us from like resorting to violence. You know. I suppose so. Because yeah. he would tell us the stories of his fighting stories, but then he would also tell us when it was wrong. You know. Yeah. And and also, you know, our grandpa was a boxer. Uh, he won know, the he won the state championship. Yeah, he won the Golden Gloves, I think, for amateur division. Yeah, and I think he was a flyweight. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a really light guy, but but man, he was disciplined. You know, we we hear stories about him. Uh, not only he was working long hours, but he would also, you know, get up super early in the morning <laughs> and do his morning run. You know, it was it was a long run from what I understand, and early morning in the cold. Well, at least every, you know two miles a day, on top of. All the other exercise that boxing needs to do. Yeah, so after I suppose after work he went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so an, like two hours or so. Yeah, and he didn't do that throughout his whole, you know, for a long time. But but for sure at the beginning of his marriage that was happening, and and so we like hearing about that. It inspires us, you know, like oh our grandpa was a Golden Gloves boxer. Oh man, I I, I wonder if I'm as good as my as my grandpa, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I could, you know. Or just watching those Rocky movies or Creed movies. Just <laughs> I remember actually that I was, we were watching Creed and I was just like, oh, I want to do pull-ups or something. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, it's it's very inspiring and it's not bad that we're inclined towards that because that's how God made us because we're supposed to be protectors, defenders. We're, we're supposed to be able to uh, to protect those we love but also fight protect... And fight for what we believe in. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And that's what we're inclined towards, something like Dragon Ball Z. God made men like this, you know, and I know that it doesn't come as easily to to some guys or whatever, but um, but but like I said in, in part one, like uh, although although self defense and all this you know aggression, that's one one side of man, right? Mm-hmm. And man has other sides, right? Because obviously we have to know love and serve God, so we have to study our faith really well to defend it in that sense. You know what I mean? But like I said, it's really important mm-hmm. still. The, the, uh, the aggression, you know, the phys- physically, you know, being able to fulfill our duties, you know, be strong in that sense. Um, it's not to be overlooked, you know what I mean? Well, and yeah, it's, for, for the... it's sort of funny because there are people who, like, they're like, oh, no, I'm just not into that kind of stuff. But here's the thing, we need to be strong physically, mentally, and spiritually. And, but the thing is that whenever so- some guy is doing bad in school, you're not going to just be like, oh, it's just hard for him, so maybe he should just, you know, give up, you know what I mean? Uh... No, I mean, not, maybe not bad in school, but just he always needs to be educating himself in some way. Yeah, learning, or challenging more yourself. Yeah, like, and, like, mm-hmm. and but the thing is that no one's ever like, oh, it's just that's just not for him. So maybe he he should just stay dumb, you know? Yeah. Like no one's ever gonna do that. So why do they do the same thing with self defense or with being strong? Right, that exactly. makes zero sense. Just because we don't, uh, as guys, I mean, honestly, every guy that's why they like playing video games. They like this kind of stuff, but some guys that you know maybe 
They don't want to go through the suffering, or it doesn't come as easy to them, you know? But it's still in them, no matter what. And they need to cultivate it. You know what? What you're saying, what you're saying really represents a lot of boys, you know, who are into video games. Like, oh, my, you know, he's, he's gentle. He would never do anything or whatever. Or maybe it's true. Maybe he's very, like, uh, you know, he, he's not doing into doing things like exercise. Maybe he's kind of lazy. Maybe he's not really strong. You know what I mean? But by the fact that he's playing video games, what is he doing in the video games? For the majority of the video games, you know, uh, he's he's fighting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's, he wants adventure. He's competing. He wants adventure. Yeah, and he's he's competing. He's fighting. Even if it's like even if it's chess, chess is about war. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's ultimately what it's about. And. And so you cannot overlook this aspect of man. We are made for war. Even, even if we're living in times of peace, we have to be ready you know, at every moment for anything that can happen. Even, even something as simple as my daughter got hurt and I need to be able to carry her from this place to that place. You know what I mean? If you dislocate your shoulder carrying your, <laughs> carrying your, your daughter, you, know, uh, like you have to be ready. Well, yeah, because you just to be like strong. you have a soul... You know, you're obviously in this life, you want to get to be as holy as you possibly can. You know, obviously it's only possible to sanctify and grace. But you also want to be as strong as you possibly can as well. I mean, obviously not injecting steroids or anything, but like at least keeping it. You know, God gave us bodies. They're temples of the Holy Spirit. We have to maintain it. Yeah, the, the life of man, in the life of a man, you always have to increase in all these different aspects. In your spiritual life and and uh, and. Like for, for example, let's just take me for example. Um, there, there are times in my life where I have been very focused on this aspect that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't a bad thing, but, but like, like um, there, there were other times where I started slacking and I started getting lazy and I wasn't doing as, you know, taking care of myself physically as I should, you know, eating the right things, you know, exercising, and uh, and just being disciplined. Um, but like there were aspects where I was slacking in that, but I was doing better at this, you know, like for reading or, you know, the point is that no matter what, we have to be increasing in all three aspects, you know, you can't just pick one or two and then, you know, completely reject or, or, uh, not reject, um, just cast it aside. malnourish the yeah. third part of your, of yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's your tripod, your mind, body, and soul. Yeah. If you take one leg of the tripod, it's just going to fall. You know, we wouldn't have these beautiful cameras without tripods. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you are a camera. But anyways, uh, so... But I just want to talk, you know, since we're going to be talking about ma- martial arts, you know, there's a couple of oh, yeah. benefits to learning martial arts. Obviously, there's physical benefits. There's, um, you're more balanced. You ha- even has mental benefits too because you're more focused Um you're, there's like even your brain fogginess that starts like clearing away. Yeah. You get more confident because you're stronger. You're confident in your ability to do things, and that influences other parts of your life as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can handle a physical altercation, you know, uh, then you can you can have more confidence in spreading the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, speak say things with more confidence because you know that if you know things go a little bit awry, you know, obviously you use your prudence. Yeah. But, but um, if things get a little bit awry or whatever, you know that you can defend yourself or whoever's around you. You know what I mean? Or commit, or just take control of the situation. And you know, obviously, you don't just punch the guy in the face right away. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we kind of try to talk it down. And anyways, that could be a different podcast, but um, use your prudence, you know. And yeah. And also, like we've talked about before, that discipline is very important because it also goes into the virtues as well. You need to be disciplined to be exactly. able to practice the virtues. And if we can't even discipline ourselves from, you know, eating that extra, you know, Big Mac or whatever, you know, then how are we going to, you know, restrain ourselves from big sins that are very tempting, you know? Yeah. So if we have this, these things down where we're healthy, we're learning a martial art, and because it's not easy, you know? <laughs> I mean, people are, maybe people are going to be like, are going to get a little angry, but like me, I've done weightlifting. I've done cardio, I mean, I've done uh, calisthenics, and I've done martial arts, you know, in the past. And can I tell you, doing Muay Thai or martial arts has been the hardest out of all those three, you know? Yeah. It's it's not easy, but then also, even from then, it's also, uh, you know, if you're going to be uh, healthy, you're going to have to eat better. You're going to have to get the right amount of calories, whether, you know, you have to get less or more. And you have to eat the right foods, and it just goes on and on. But when you're able to discipline your, yourself, where it's like already second nature, then it's going to help in so many other things. If you want to get uh, something done, if you have some sort of mission to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, it helps with goal setting, because let's say you want to get to this weight, maybe you have, to, you have to cut for weight for a fight. Then you have to put your goal, get it on the right time, and know what you have to do, and just do it. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, if you learn a good martial art, then you're going to have self-defense. Yeah. And I just want to note that, you know, not everyone's going to be competing, but, you know, you could at least spar with people. Yeah. I mean, like, if if you learn the martial art and you don't spar, you're not going to do... Chances are, chances are, I mean, obviously, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but chances are... I mean, you're going to have better that chance than a normal person. But. Better chance than a normal person. But chances are, if you haven't ever sparred in your life and you've only hit bags and you first and you spar for the first time in your life uh, against someone who's, I suppose, you know, like pretty, pretty experienced in the gym, you're not going to do well. You know what I mean? Well, it's because bags don't hit back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so maybe, I mean, you don't have to. All this is, is you know, prudence. We're, just, we're telling you that this might be the best thing for you. <laughs> you know, at least give it a try, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, but for sure, take care of yourself, help, you know. Uh, of your physical health, yeah, but yeah, we're but telling also, you that this uh, is basically maybe the best way to do that. Way because you're getting a full body workout, you're getting cardio in, and if you're, you're doing weights, especially with that, then you're getting stronger as well, you know. And you're confronting people, you yeah. know, and obviously, uh, you know, try try to pick a good gym where it's not like just uh, like bitter or aggressive. It it should be like you know friends who are sparring each other. Who are basically, you know, after each sparring session, kind of learning from that, and not and not making it an emotional thing. That's the, that's the whole point. It's not not making it an emotional thing where oh, I'm better than you or ego or any of that. You know what I mean? No, and also honestly, it sort of helped me because going to the gym, you got to fight guys way taller than you. Yeah. And me, I'm not that tall of a guy. You know, below yeah, me neither. the average. Me neither. I, no, I know. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: is that we fought guys. Six five. Well, at least I. I'm not fair, but I have fought guys six five, six six. You know, six foot and up. I fought, and I've been able to be successful. You know, in those sparring sessions or even in fights, because I, in my fight, my two fights, I uh, fought against guys who were six feet. And I remember before when I was like, next to tall people. Before I started learning martial arts, 
I was like sort of insecure because like oh they just think I'm shorter than them and I mean obviously who knows they might be thinking things but like you know the fact that I know that I could beat them up <laughs> you know that gives me a confidence because I'm like okay I'm not I'm not a weakling I know what I could do and obviously if I just see a tall guy that doesn't mean I'm th- you know I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat hurt him this up. person you know it just it, it's a confidence boost and also it relieves a lot of stress. You know, instead of punching your wife, you punch a butt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, even your social skills are improved because you have to go to. Yeah. You have to talk imagine, to people. Yeah, and, and also, like, imagine you're punching a guy and then you're laughing with him the next moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, it helps you in. Um, to. Well, this also. It, it helps you also have respect for each other and to. Self-control, respect, and... And relationships. Yeah, exactly. Because right there you could show, okay, even though we're, you know, it hurt, we're hurting us to each other a little bit, we could still be friends for this or this or that, you know? We're just trying to help each other get better. Yeah, like, the reason we're sparring is to help each other get better. Yeah. The iron sharpens iron mentality that everybody talks about mm-hmm. in men. <clears throat> sparring in a gym is the best example of that, mm-hmm. at least on the physical level anyways. Um, well, I know, I know for me, to be honest, uh, going to the gym really helped me. In your spiritual life? Or what? No, so, like, to have social, social skills. Oh, okay. Sorry. Help me better, you know. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I didn't get everything from there. <laughs> I would just, that would be weird, but it did help me out because I was a shy kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to stay so- calm in intense situations. Yeah. That definitely has helped me because, um, because the thing is that when you're getting punched in the face... You gotta learn to accept it. You're gonna get punched. And you can't panic either, or else you're just gonna lose. Yeah, because here's the thing: is if you get punched, then you got punched. You can't change that, you know. If you're gonna get punched, you're gonna get punched. Obviously, that's why you learn how to dodge and everything. But you and learn to learning... accept situations that you're in. Yeah, the, there are people who there. You see, you see videos of of uh, kids who are being punched for the first time in their life, and they don't know. They're they're literally they're not even they're they're not even like they're not even putting their hands up in like fighting position or anything. They're like. And the guy, you know, they keep punching and punching and punching. And they're like, or and I've seen a, a different video actually where they don't even cover themselves. They're just stand, sitting like this at a table or a desk. And the guy just comes, boom, punching on the side of the head and keeps punching him. He doesn't even move his arms. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> He's in shock. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. <clears throat> and here's the thing is that, because some people, they think like to stay calm, you got to just be like, it's okay, it's okay, everything's fine, everything's fine. But here's the thing. The actual way to stay calm is just look at yourself. You know, I mean, maybe you don't have a mirror in there, but you just have to say, no matter what happens, it's going to happen. And you got to accept the situation. That's how, that's how you remain calm. You know, if something happens and there's a danger of you dying, you got to accept that you're going to die. They, you, you, there's a possibility that you're going to die. If this happens or that happens, you got to accept that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And that's how you stay calm. I mean, I've been in situations, you already know, I don't want to go into the whole situation about like, uh, you know, accidents I've been in, but like, you just gotta just accept it. Cause I remember I wasn't panicking or anything, and I think uh, learning martial arts really helped me in that, and working out in general. So um, obviously, all this also even goes into the aspect of the spiritual. Like I said already, into practicing your virtues, into getting your prayers done on time, and. You know, honestly, the spiritual life is way harder to be disciplined in than the physical aspect. 
So that's why it's good that you start in this one aspect. I mean, obviously, you're supposed to start in all of them. You know, most importantly, spiritual. But if you especially get disciplined in this aspect, it's going to help you in the harder things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it changes your entire mm-hmm. mentality. <coughs> Which brings us into the... Transition. The warrior. The warrior mentality. No, sorry. The warrior mentality. No. The warrior Okay, the warrior mentality. Mentality. The Can I read it? Mindset is more than aggressiveness and determination. It is about overcoming challenge and adversity. It's about possessing understanding and being able to utilize a set of physiological and psych- physical skills that allow someone to be effective, adaptive, and persistent. Quote: Being a warrior is not about the act of fighting. It's about being prepared. It's about being so prepared to face a challenge and believing so strongly in the cause you're fighting for that you refuse to quit. End quote. By Richard Machowicz, Machowicz, author of Unleash the Warrior Within. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is uh, an article I found on the internet. Uh, Secular guy, right? But he's saying some good stuff. He's saying a lot of good things. Uh, At the moment, I don't remember... I don't even have the article right here. I just I copy and pasted it. So I will try to get those references later on in the description. But for now, we're just going to continue. Uh, quote, sports are sometimes likened to war on ba- or battle, which in itself is ludicrous. But one parallel that can be drawn is between the warrior mindset shared by athletes and soldiers. Warriors are renowned for their mental toughness and understanding how they develop that resiliency. It's something that could be in turn that can in turn be used to better prepare young athletes for the battles they will someday face. Uh, <clears throat> Navy SEAL training. It's no secret that some of the m- most mentally tough individuals on the planet are those who endure the rigorous training of the Navy SEALs program. Because of the challenging and highly dangerous missions these warriors are commanded to take to undertake as part of their job. It is absolutely essential that they are both courageous and impervious to the effects of fear. The secret to their training lies in the practice of habituation, a form of learning in which a a subject decreases or ceases to respond to a stimulus after repeated exposure. For Navy SEALs training, that means if you continue to expose a soldier to something they initially fear, you can eventually condition them to overcome that fear. In an interview with Men's Health magazine, Sergeant Bill Colin of the 1st Battalion of the 4 Marines put it in this way. Essentially, you're bending the, bo- the body software to control its hardware. It works standing over a putt on the 18th green. It works shooting a final second th- free throw. It works banging down a door with a bad guy on the other side. End quote. <clears throat> I mean, you want to comment on something? Or... No, I mean, I like how he put it. To bend your body software to control its hardware. Well, it's like, like Jocko says, mind control. Mind control. Because he was saying, he's saying that mind control is real, but not where other people, you know, can control your mind by some program or something. It's where my hypnosis. You control yourself. Yourself. Your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you control your the, the way you react to things. You know. Anyways. Additionally, additionally, while being extremely physically fit is a huge component of being a Navy SEAL, it is only considered a prerequisite for those who want to be a part of this elite unit. Mm-hmm. What is much more important is the mental component. 
those seen as being mentally weak are the first ones that get screened out. No matter how impressive the physical stat statistics are, Lieutenant Commander Eric Podorat made an interesting correlation between Navy SEAL candidates and Olympic athletes. Physically, there is very little difference between athlete athletes who win Olympic gold and the rest of the field. It's like the SEAL candidates we see here. Terrific hardware, sit-ups, push-ups, running, swimming, off the charts, superhuman. But over at the Olympic Center, the sports psychologist found that the difference between a medal and no medal is deter determined by an athlete's mental ability. The elite athletes, the Tiger Woods, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, this is what separates them from the competition, knowing how to use information. So you see how there are different, different aspects of the warrior, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Not one of them are unimportant. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all important. That's why you have to develop them all. Yeah, that's why it can't be... It can't be merely aggression. It can't be merely... Blind aggression, yeah, yeah. You know, it has to be everything, you know? You can't be just dumb and strong. No, it has to, you have to... You have to be like the savage like, who's been... The savage who's been tamed and... And uh, who's a good Catholic. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like oh. well, a Catholic Wolverine or something. Hey, Bob, <laughs> I have to go to confession, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you, but I really want to, so. <laughs> what? I go to confession father? right now. Oh, uh, somebody? I said oh, Wolverine. I thought you said father. I was like. No, no, no. Okay. Did I? No, no, I was talking about Wolverine. Essentially, what it all boils down, boils down to. For these elite soldiers that by consistently putting themselves in demanding situations or stressful environments on a daily basis in training, they condition their minds to the point that they no longer have an emotional attachment to danger. In essence, they become immune to fear and much likely, much less likely to fold under mental duress. This reminds me of something that, that uh, this veteran was talking about. Um, and he was, he was just saying this, that... Um, if a soldier has in his mind on the battlefield and he's worrying whether he's going to come home or not, he's useless. He's not going to be an effective warrior. He's useless because he's just thinking, what can I do so that I can survive to make it home? Instead of thinking, how can I complete this mission? Because he has to accept in his mind that he's probably not going to get home. He might. He might not. But no matter what, if he has that out of his mind, he accepts the situation he's in then he could uh, advance a lot a lot faster and a lot better. And he could be a lot more uh, clear-minded. Mentally strong, clear on his goals, you know. Whereas it's just a mixed thing. You're kind of thinking about your own life. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, you're, um, the, the goal of the mission and your own life are kind of like, um, you're having trouble prioritizing, you know what I mean? Whereas if, if you know that this is the goal and, you know, I'm going to give my life for this country, then you're just going to go all out and you're going to be very effective in completing the mission. You know? Obviously, it has to be for a just reason, not just, you know, just to, yeah. you know. Um, anyways, continuing the article. Spartan training. The Spartans say that an army may win while it, has, it still has legs under it. The real test comes when all the strength is fled and the men must produce victory on will alone. Quote by Stephen Pressfield, Gates of Fire. That's profound. Like, do you, I mean, I know, I know we've all been through those moments in life where we feel like we've given everything. Mm. So we're just going to take a nice big break. 
for doing all of our duties, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, for me, example, me, for example, uh, there have been times where, like, I feel so tired that I'm not going to work out, you know what I mean? And there, obviously, there, if you're, if you're literally, like, <laughs> if you're literally tired to the point, like, you're hurting yourself very mortally, very badly, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, you're not going to work out, you know? What if you have a broken leg? You're not going to do squats, you know? <laughs> but um, we make excuses for ourselves all the time. But in reality, we know that we can, you know, if we force ourselves to do it, we will do it. And if there's um, if there's a great motivator, like, oh, I'll lose my job if I don't do this, then you're, you, you, you usually do it. You feel really bad and really tired, but you do it because, you know, like, you can't lose your job. So you know that, you know, uh, you can force yourself to do uh, the things that you have to do, you know no, what I mean? And it's it's on those days that you do that, because you feel like you can't do it. But once you start going on with it, then you start feeling better, maybe more tired than usual, and then you will never regret it. Yeah, exactly. You're never gonna regret having done that workout, you know? I mean, unless you. Oh, have, well, unless maybe you, for you sure. have, get into Okay, okay. Let's just let's just say like you know, two weeks after you know, where you're probably not gonna feel sore from that one day that you worked out your legs or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be like, you're not gonna say, oh, I wish that day didn't happen. You know what I mean? You're gonna be happy because, like, okay, even though it was hard, I, I got through it. You know what I mean? But anyways, uh, I want to say something. I think I've heard it some from somewhere, but uh, that, that fits with this little quote that we just read. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, there's no, uh, there's no motivational music on the battlefield. You know? You know how a lot of people they well, even I listen to music a lot when when I work out. You know and I suppose it kind of helps. It's mostly for the emotional part of it. Like, oh, you you want to feel like in that emotional state. But in reality, when you're on the battlefield and and maybe you felt a bullet, <laughs> you know, bullets are whizzing at you and you, you, you come at the reality of death. Mm -hmm. You know, in that moment, you're not thinking, or maybe, or maybe you are feeling it. Maybe, I mean, but most likely, when that realization hasn't happened ever in your life yet, most likely, I think, you're like hesitant, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been in something like that, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that for a lot of people, the response would be, um, w would be okay. I need to run away. I need to. I do not accept mm -hmm. this danger that I'm facing. You know, I quit. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I think a lot of people would would react in that way. I would hope that I would have enough enough virtue. I don't know because I've never been through that, but I would hope that I would have enough courage and enough virtue. To and that's why you need to do things that you don't want to do. You need to practice that virtue. Because obviously, you if you're just thrown into that situation, you're going to just do whatever you feel like doing at that moment, which is running away. Or, you know. If you condition your body and your mind <clears throat> mm -hmm. to endure difficult things like cold showers or which working is actually, out. It's going to get into that right now. So continuing. Personally, one of my favorite movies of all time is 300. It is a story of, of the Battle of Thermopylae, where a small cadre... I don't know how to say it. Of 300 Spartans battled impossible odds in defending their homeland against an, an invasion from the Persian Empire whose army was reputed to have 1 million soldiers. It seems ridiculous to believe that such a thing would be possible. But Spartans were no mere soldiers. In their era, Spartans were regarded as the most disciplined and fierce warriors in the world. Spartans were known for the rejection of anything perceived as weakness, and they pursued training with the singular focus to enhance their ability to perform in battle. One of the most intriguing aspects of the Spartan development of mental toughness involved bathing in cold water. 
In ancient Sparta, hot water was considered a luxury, and Spartan warriors eschewed anything they perceived as being indulgent or leisurely. Therefore, they would engage in daily baths of freezing water, as they believed it would mentally prepare them to endure discomfort and build resilient spirits. Being able to overcome the physical and mental toll of the chilly water took exceptional willpower and strengthened their mental toughness to the point that they became comfortable with discomfort. When you consider that the average person is likely terrified to take cold showers, it shows that it, is, it takes an exceptionally tough individual to undertake this type of ta- challenge. The point of the story is this. Exceptional people often do things that others would consider insane. The truth is, you can't get extraordinary results with ordinary training. Facing a situation one dreads by its very nature helps to build inner strength and forces the body to adapt. Only by testing oneself and pushing through barriers can one experience true growth. Um, Sakuna applied this to young athletes. Obviously, we're not preparing to send these kids to war, but some of the concepts are similar. Getting athletes to face their fears head-on and not allowing them to make excuses or taking the easy way out. The overall takeaway from looking at the way soldiers train to enhance mental toughness is that it can, can be developed. Looking at the way soldiers train to enhance mental toughness is that it can be developed. Mental toughness is not simply an attribute you, you are born with, but something that can be significantly significantly enhanced with the right training. So that was the end of the, the article. And um, I just want to say that, obviously, you know, he's talking to mainly to, like, uh, athletes and people who do sports and stuff like that but I think it, for us you know as Catholics and for, well, for anyone the goal should be to get to heaven right and um, anything we do should be for the glory of God and for that goal right salvation of souls and you know maybe it might sound ridiculous but honestly working out and, and doing that is going to help you towards that goal um <clears throat> so that's why if you look at the saints they did a lot of those things where they did uncomfortable things they wore hair shirts they wore you know um you know just uncomfortable things the sackcloths uh they lashed themselves obviously you know these things they would do with yeah i mean you know, under under ask your priest super, before doing it and ask a good supervisation ask, ask a good per, uh, yeah, supervising of a, of a spiritual director supervision or supervision <laughs> But the thing is that this is the things that the saints have been talking to us for years about, you know. And which and the, which the church does implement in fasting, although it's been more lax mm-hmm. recently. You know, in, in its long history, we've always been big on penance. And, and the thing is that I think that when we're more strict upon ourselves with this, it builds better men. And that's why men, you know, masculinity and the, the warrior mentality is being lost in our day, you know. And that's why people are pushing for toxic masculinity, because that's just a way of trying to get men to be, you know, just neuter themselves, basically. <laughs> you to, know? Yeah, to be soft, to basically to not defend society if it's overrun by bad people. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, and to just have a community of men who spar each other regularly, that, like, that's what you find in the gym, right? But imagine if you found that at church, you know what I mean? Like group of guys who go to the Latin Mass or whatever, and they, you know, they, they set up certain days. It doesn't have to be super frequent, you know, at least once a month or I don't know what the heck, you know. Uh, I think that would be great for men, especially in the church. And, and here's the thing is that because, like, people, like, they get mad. They're like, 
there's no community of guys that are like me where I like you gotta work, start one where, where, yeah exactly where like they want to work you out be they wanna, want to be tough you know and here's the thing yeah exactly usually I mean this is what I think that when God when we, when we have that in our mind and we're like God why don't you just send someone to you know start a group to do this it's mm-hmm. like maybe he's telling you that you need to do it you know because no one else is doing it you know if you're, this is in your mind, then maybe you should do it because uh, it just it's so rare and it's going to be so good. I think people will. And, and maybe maybe the Lord is, is trying to tell you, but you're not really like listening. Maybe the Lord is like, who's really passionate about this subject and has two thumbs? That guy <laughs> or this guy or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if if God put that desire in your heart to you know for some sort of. Uh, community or something, I don't know what the heck, then you be the one. Maybe maybe that's that's our Lord kind of calling you to do something like no, that. because obviously I understand. You go to church or or even like, even to like traditional parishes and stuff like that, and you go and the guys look weak. I mean, you know, sure, obviously <laughs> they're following their faith and they're trying to do better. But it's just like, you want a group of men that are going to help you get better physically, mentally, spiritually, you know? And I do understand the... The frustration, you know, because I, I did feel that too, but that's why you got to go and start your thing. Or you got to go and start, maybe it's your chance to evangelize to these people. You know, maybe you don't need to start a group, but you could just talk about it. Yeah. And and it, get them into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we're talking about here shouldn't be some sort of uh, impersonal thing, you know, like, I don't know, like, like if we're talking about a business or something, yeah. we, we, what we're talking about here is relationships. Yeah, make relationships. And not just for, you know... You make relationships, and in the good relationship, you want the good of the other, you know? Yeah, that means and you guys are doing, doing virtuous things, you know, subjecting your body to pain in order to better yourself, you know? Rather than a group of friends that you see movies with all the time, and that's it. Mm. I mean, th- seeing movie, movie with your friends, okay, that's good. But that's all you do, you know? Well, yeah, because at that point, you're not really friends. You're not really good You're friends, friends of pleasure. You. Yeah, because um, they, they just bring you pleasure, and that's pretty that's, much it. That's but the only reason you if, hang out with them. But if you have a friend that's like, you know, that sort of... Uh, helps you improve and it points out to you like i love you but this this and that you you know you need to you know change this obviously you have to do it in a charitable way yeah and you and they they do that to you and you do the same for them and you guys both grow if you're helping each other grow in virtue then that's going to help because you know i've been in the same thing where you go with, with church friends and it's just like um you just feel like i mean you're having fun and everything but you're like What's the actual point of this, you know? We're just having fun and that's it, you know? At one point, you have to actually find friends that you want the good for and they want the good for you as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we need to make some sort of... We need to do a podcast on, like, community and what that actually looks like, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, what that would be ordered towards. I think that would be an interesting topic to, like, investigate, look into what does the church say about it, you know? Things like that. Like, community isn't just for pleasure. You know, community is is there for, you know, you guys have each other's back and, you know, different things like that. To build up society, you know, everybody has their domestic church and they form their children. And then those two different families, their children, you know, grow up and then possibly get married. And they, you know, make the church bigger and better, you know. No, yeah. And I think it's always, it's always about being better than you are. Because... We can never be perfect, but we could always be better than we are, you know? Yeah, it's not an ego game, you know? <laughs> it's just a winning at life game. <laughs> you don't want to lose at life, because if you lose at life, I mean, as, as Catholics, and 
it's not even only as Catholics, obviously everybody should be Catholic. Mm -hmm. So the ultimate goal of life for everyone should be to get to heaven. So that's the ultimate loss. If you're losing at life, that means that you lost heaven, you know, and yeah, vice versa. When we talk about winning at life and losing at life, we're not talking about in the sense of the worldly. Like careers. The worldly, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about being successful, making billions of dollars and blah, blah, those blah. Are, those are good. They we're should not be. Andrew Tate here. The, the, yeah, no, no, no. Like being success in the world, you know, it's, it's a good thing that should be consecrated to the glory of God, you know. But anyways. No, actually, I, okay, I know we're trying to wrap up, but actually I want to bring up actually Andrew Tate. Because, you know, we've made fun of him in the past episodes. Yeah. But, um, actually... What do we really think because, about this guy? Because here's the thing, is that he brings up good points, right? That, um, that this is wrong in feminism, and this is wrong in, like in the way the world is, you know? Masculinity is... And masculinity is waning, you know, is, is disappearing. But he offers bad solutions. But the thing is that since guys have no other place to go to... They have to, no other reference like, point. Oh, well, this guy seems like... Manly he, guy. He seems so. happy, you know? And so they follow that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's self-contradicting, you know? Uh, well, I don't want to... Uh, there's something that I heard online, but I don't want to use the exact language because it's bad language. But but it was basically saying that it's self-contradictory because uh, th these same people are saying that they want, uh, you know, like to date someone or to marry someone that, that would be pure, you know what I mean? That not, not someone who's been through a lot of experiences that, that are, you know, like... Sexual, yeah, sexual experiences. A body, like a body count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. And and there are good reasons for that. But, but what my point is, is that um, it's self-contradictory because then they turn around and say that that they'll hook up with somebody for one night and then never see them again. And that's manly mm -hmm. somehow. So, so on the one side, you want pure women, you know, <clears throat> good women, pure women. And at the same time, you're making impure women. You are the maker of impure women. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not even talking about marriage at that point. And a lot of people say, like, well, I guess this is a different podcast. But a lot of people say that that's lost and we can't have that now. It's like, dude, if you were Catholic, then you would know that it was possible, you know? But maybe because you're so blinded by your own uh, passions that you can't see beyond that. But, and... Anyways, so there's a lot of different topics and subtopics. Like, if somebody's been through experiences like that, they have conversion. Obviously, you guys are Catholic. You know, uh, you guys can work with sanctifying grace to be better. You know, a lot of these people don't even talk, think about yeah. sanctifying grace at all. You know, they're just looking at it from a natural perspective. Yeah. No, it's just, look, you got to look at life, right? There's a goal. There's what you need to do. And uh, you need to do it, right? But... Uh, and uh, you know, I gotta you know locate the problems, see what the problems are, and what you know what solutions you can have. Yeah, you, and have, you have to Andrew find Tate, the, yeah. Andrew Tate does give you know some, so you know he gives solutions, but they're not the right ones. You gotta find the right solution. You gotta show, see what the problem is, find the right solutions, and then execute them accordingly. Yeah, and uh, obviously do this under, uh, well. All, look, look, look at all of this from a Catholic perspective, which is the only genuine way to look at this topic, yeah. you know, be virtuous and, you know, uh, don't be sleeping around, you know, you got, got, and our Lord said only, you know, when, when God has joined man and woman, you know, man shall not put, put it under, oh, sorry. Like, well, therefore God has put together, there you let, go. no man, let put, no us man under. put us under. Yeah. The point is that we should learn our faith, you know. As men, that should be the top priority. 
right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but these physical things will help us mm -hmm. to to uh, be more virtuous, you know, to be to be God fearing, you know, to be self sacrificing for others, and it's all for the glory of God, you know. Um, my that that would basically be my last comments is all of all of this. We're not talking about petty ego. We're not talking about winning for the sake of winning. Yeah, it's not about being strong for the sake of being strong. No, it's not about being smart for the sake of being smart. These are all toward ordered towards a goal. And we're we were focusing on the physical today, but you know we, there there are times we're going to talk about uh you know the intel, intel, intellectual yeah, yeah yeah. Like I said, tripod, you need all three. You need to be growing in all three constantly. But we're just talking about this aspect for today. Yeah, well, thank you, Dave, for joining me. Um, thank you for having me, as always. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love Koji. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and God bless. God bless you.